You're listening to Family Talk, the radio broadcasting division of the James Dobson Family Institute. I am that James Dobson, and I'm so pleased that you've joined us today. Welcome to Family Talk Weekend. I'm Roger Marsh, and thanks for making time during your weekend to take us along or to have us with you at home. Family Talk is listener-supported radio, and your partnership makes these programs possible. We have a great program for you today, so let's jump right in. Welcome to Family Talk, a listener-supported division of the Dr. James Dobson Family Institute. I'm Roger Marsh, and you know, whether it's a child who's lost a grandparent or is exposed to death on the TV news, it is essential that we as parents equip our kids with the hope of heaven. Otherwise, death can be pretty terrifying for children. In this classic conversation from 2012, Dr. Dobson talks with Ann Graham Lotz, the daughter of the late Reverend Billy Graham, about her beautifully illustrated children's book entitled Heaven, God's Promise for Me. Believe me, she does not sugarcoat the truth. This is straight from Scripture, but presented in childlike terms and accompanied by whimsical illustrations. Anne reminds us that our children and grandchildren can have the peace and security that heaven can be their home if they've placed their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. So let's listen now to Dr. Dobson's conversation with Anne Graham Lotz here on this special edition of Family Talk. I'm so very pleased to welcome a very special guest and a friend with us who will help us understand what heaven is and what it's like and how we can convey it to children. Mrs. Ann Graham Lotz is with us today, an evangelist and the founder and president of Angel Ministries. She was named one of the five most influential evangelists of her generation by the New York Times and has published more than a dozen books, including a children's book that's called uh, heaven, God's Promise for Me, which we're going to talk about today. And uh, she has three grown children, three grandchildren, and lives in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, that's not exactly a conservative cross stronghold, <laughs> is it, uh, with the uh. universities around there? But uh, welcome, Ann. I'm so Thank glad you. to have you uh, here. It's just a joy to be here, Dr. Dobson. It's you know, my pleasure. Thank uh, you. Shirley and I have admired you and oh. respected you. Um, I told you a few minutes ago, we saw you on uh, the um, uh, Mike Huckabee show uh, not too long ago, and boy, you laid it down straight. You didn't back off at all. You know, one of the freeing things for me is that I'm really not aiming to be invited back. So I figure if that's my one time, then I'll just go ahead and say what God has put on my heart and not try to couch it so that I would be uh, somebody that they would turn to again. But the interesting thing is that I get calls from time to time and they want me back. I think they want somebody who'll say it out. Well, you know, I feel the same way. I don't long for that, uh, the publicity of it and so on. I'd I'd just soon not do it. And so if I'm going to go there, I'm going to take advantage of the opportunity. (laughs) And uh, sometimes you get invited back and sometimes you don't. And you always uh, say it like it is to so well, you, that so you much. and Franklin mm-hmm. always manage mm-hmm. to find a way to get the gospel in. No matter yeah. what the subject mm-hmm. is, you do that. And you yeah. did it on that show yeah. that uh, we saw mm-hmm. talking about 
the subject yeah. for today. That's right. The subject of heaven. Has the Lord specifically laid that on your heart for this time? You know, he has, Dr. Dobson. And um, and because I'm talking to you, I will tell you that I believe we're living at the end of human history as we know it. I think it's a very critical time. I do, too. And so it, it just occurred to me when my mother went to our father's house when she died. And I was trying to talk to my grandchildren about where she was. Mm. You know, it just helped comfort them when we looked past death to where she is now. And then I thought of all the little children out there who wouldn't have somebody to ask questions of or who would, or maybe adults who wouldn't know how to give the answers. And then I thought at this particular time in human history, who knows that we have tomorrow? Yeah. Who knows that we have next year? And maybe we're not looking... Um, at the return of Jesus, although I believe we are, but maybe it's just some sort of cataclysmic disaster on America where all of a sudden life changes. And I thought about little children who may yeah. be on the brink of eternity, and they don't know it because of their age. They yeah. think they're going to live to a ripe old age. But but, And I, I really believe the Lord put it on my heart to write this book, and the whole purpose is to bring little children to Jesus mm. and to help the parent or the adult, the Sunday school teacher, to, to be able to facilitate that. But even without them, a child can read this and, and understand. You know, I can't tell you how much I appreciate this emphasis. Uh, and it's obvious that it came from the Lord because it seems to me that uh, even those that are committed to Christ have lost the theology of the afterlife. They don't believe it anymore. They certainly don't believe in hell, although I do. And, and they don't uh, know what heaven is really all about. And yet when I was uh, very young, uh, I grew up with this. Uh, heaven was very much a part of my life. And I learned to pray before I learned to talk because I imitated the sounds that my parents made. But it was my grandmother and my great-grandmother who talked about heaven all the time. They filled my life with it. And I grew up with it. Did you? Yes, it's our hope. You know, so I don't know why we've become silenced. And and the church itself, this is another distressing thing I've noticed. And I think of my daddy, Billy Graham, who's preached all over the world, had stadiums packed and millions of people in his meetings in, in South Korea and other places. And our world is worse off, Dr. Dobson. So I thought to myself, where are these people who were converted and where are their children and their grandchildren? And I know we've heard a lot of stories of that first generation and and they truly have been born again. I know daddy's meetings have made an eternal difference, but somewhere we're not passing it on to the next generation. Somewhere, And I don't know if parents think they're not capable if they want to leave it to a pastor or an evangelist, and then they're not getting it from their church or the people that are supposed to be telling them. And yeah. some churches don't even think a little child can understand this to the point they could make a decision like this. Adults aren't getting it either. If adults are like that, then that is passed on to the next generation, yeah. then it's really lost. And so my aim for this children's book is just to try to reach down. It wouldn't even be my next generation. It would be the next of the next, you know, it would be my grandchildren's age Uh and try to reach that generation and let them know that heaven is for them, too. It's not just for adults. Heaven is for children. A child can have the hope of knowing they're going to heaven. They can have peace. They can know that there's security because Jesus is preparing a place for them. My children are grown, and so they're grown, they're married, and um, and you almost lose touch with the, the little people. And then when my little girls came along, I have three little granddaughters, and it just reawakens you to mm. little children and to that age. And so it was while I was talking to my little girls about death and heaven and, um, and just saw 
their questions and what they wanted to know. And my daughter has done a fabulous job because she's taught them a lot of those hymns, Dr. Dobson, so mm. that my children are, my grandchildren are learning some of those hymns that just aren't sung anymore and taught them about heaven. And, um, and so it just awakened me to the fact that little children have questions uh-huh. and, and they want to ask them, but sometimes adults don't have the answers to give or they'll want to comfort a child when they're faced with death and they tell them, foolish things. I mean, things that are fun, but they're not true. And I don't think that's doing the child a service. So this little book is based on what the Bible says. I put the scripture references in the back so the adult can read the scripture and and see what the Bible says. But it's true. It's just that I've made it user friendly for little children so that they can wrap their little minds around that. Mm. Your book is just beautiful. Again, uh, the name of it is Heaven, God's Promise for me. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the uh, woman who did the art uh, here, I, I don't know her, Laurel Bryant. You know, I haven't met her. She actually lives in Asheville, North Carolina, which is real near where my daddy lives. Yeah. And uh, so one day I'll, I'll make um, a point to go meet her. But she did that. And, and we discussed the drawings and, you know, some of the illustrations. And I wanted her to think outside the box. And I believe she did. You know, well, I think this is one of the most beautiful books for yeah. children oh. that I've seen. Well, it's yeah. very fun. There's an angel on every spread. So little children like to find things like that. And um, so we've put a little angel in different places so that they can look for the angel. But then the words are based on what the Bible says so that it's true, even though it's very whimsical and imaginative. I'm sure that you knew Adrian Rogers, yes. a pastor of the Bellevue Baptist Church in Memphis, Tennessee. He was a great friend to me and, and I to him, and we were like brothers, uh, although he influenced me probably more than I influenced him, and uh, he was on my board. But uh, when he was dying, I, I called him, and I was on my way to the airport, and I just wanted to talk to him, see how he was doing. And he said, well, you know, Jim, it's it's not so bad because if I do go on to be with the Lord, I'm going to heaven. Yeah, exactly. I, look what awaits me yeah, there. Exactly. But if I don't, I get to stay here. <laughs> he said, it's win-win. That's I can't right. lose. That's like the you have Paul, that, uh, Yeah, if you have that attitude, yeah. you can deal with that's right. whatever yeah, life yeah, throws that's at you. Right. And I think little children... They they want that too, and they can grasp that, and they they need something that they can understand that's written like a child, you know, would be able to grasp, because they have questions, but they don't know how to articulate them. They don't know how to, and, yeah. and adults don't know how to answer them. And so, just like Doctor Rogers, who had the comfort of knowing if if he dies, it's okay. Yeah. Children need that too. They do. They're faced with death on. The news on videos. Um, and my then da- grandparents. Oh, and grandparents. My granddaughter, her father uh, is a football coach, and his assistant coach's wife suddenly died. And then she had a classmate who died. She had a, another classmate whose parent died. Her next-door neighbor died. And she was surrounded. And then my mother went to heaven. And so within 10 months, there were five people in her life that died. And she, you talk about questions. She wanted to know. And it's frightening to a child unless you give them the answer. Answers, and you can help them yeah. look past that and see that when you put your faith in Jesus, which you and I know is the key, that heaven Absolutely. is for 
for God and his son and for those who love him and put their faith in his son and come by way of the cross. And when you do that, then death is not something to be afraid of. Mm. I, I'm afraid of the needles in the hospitals and <laughs> some of the things that, <laughs> the you know, process. Yeah, but, but the actual moment of death yeah. is something and, and stepping into eternity for a believer is not a frightening prospect. My first encounter with death was when I was three years old. And I had a little friend who was two, and he came over to my house to play. Uh, his name, by the way, was Danny. Uh, Danny and I played guns. I remember bang, bang, you know, and, uh, and two days later he died. And my dad was the pastor, and we went to what I now know was a funeral home. And they left me in the car, and I waited in the car for a long, long time. And then they came and got me, and they brought me in. And my dad held me up so I could see Danny in the caskets. My very first encounter with death. I remember saying, Daddy, why don't you open his eyes? I thought if you could reach over and open his eyes, he would be okay. And uh, I don't remember the conversation that followed, but I imagine that my parents used that to describe uh, a little bit in a three-year-old's terms what death was like and about going to heaven. But I know my grandmother and great-grandmother would have done that because I was blessed with those kind of uh, people in my family. It's wonderful to have godly heritage Uh, like that that teach you the truth. And I asked before the program started if you would read from your book. It's it's poetic. It's it's in uh, poetic form. And I've opened it to the first page. Why don't you read about 10 pages of it? It's uh, the story of a little boy and a little girl, their brother and sister. And it starts out and just says, I have a little brother. He's as cute as he can be. We do everything together. And he always looks up to me. We couldn't fall asleep last week when we went to bed. We had so many questions. Thoughts were swirling in our heads. We wondered when our granny died, where did she really go? It's lonely here without her. And we just miss her so. Then we whispered a little prayer that only God could hear. Give us some answers, please. We want to feel you near. In the quietness of the night, this is what we heard. This is what God said to us right from his holy word. Don't let your hearts be troubled. There's nothing you should fear. In my home that I call heaven, our loved ones are always near. He said his home is a great big house with lots of room and space, filled with gifts and laughter and love with smiles on every face. Jesus, his son, is preparing a place with treasures from above, our favorite foods and colors, and the special people we love. Whatever makes us happy, whatever makes us glad, we'll find it all in heaven where no one will be sad. If there are tears on your face when you arrive on that day, Jesus himself will wipe them away. Inside, there is no crying. Inside, there is no pain. Inside, there are no bad people. And you'll never be lonely again. Your home in heaven is so wonderful, it's much more than you can dream. There'll be no sickness or sadness, and everything will be clean. There'll be no more crutches or hospital stays. There'll be no more hunger. He will take it away. You will walk and run. You will play and sing. You will have many friends. Heaven will never be boring. You'll be safe and you'll be free. Nothing will hurt you, not even a bee. You can pet a lion. You can swim with a shark. You can fly with an eagle, and it will never get dark. The light is always on because Jesus is waiting for you. 
the very best part of heaven is that he's going to be there, too. I'll just stop oh, with that. That, <laughs> that is so good. You read about half of it. Uh, uh, now, this is intended for children between... Probably four, four to ten. Uh, and, and one or two of your grandchildren gave their heart to the Lord uh, before their third birthday. That's right. I thought I set a record. <laughs> Mine was three, oh. but uh, that and you know, is and um We can tell that it was real because you can see the differences made in their lives and how the Holy Spirit has worked to give them a love for the Scripture, to have them quickly aware of sin that needs to be confessed. And um, so this little book, the purpose is to bring little children to Jesus. One of the things we did is put at the very back of the book an envelope on the hardcover, and inside the envelope is an invitation from our Heavenly Father father where they can he, he invites them to live with him forever in their heavenly home they can sign it date it and it's really for the parent or the adult to record that decision the child makes to help them know for always that they invited jesus in their hearts uh, did you lead them through that did you uh, get down and pray with them i didn't well for my children i did but yeah. not for my grandchildren my my daughter and her husband actually prayed with them as yeah. they prayed that prayer do you have a recommendation for parents in regard to uh allowing them to come to that decision themselves at three, four, five, six, seven years of age? Or do you deliberately attempt to teach them what they need to do? Well, uh, my daughter, she would explain to them about Jesus. They knew about Jesus. They knew about the cross. They knew about heaven. And then it's funny how the Holy Spirit would just begin to work in their hearts one by one. And they, they came to her. Each one at a, at a different time would come to her and say, Mommy, I want to ask Jesus in my heart. And she, and she would quiz them, do you know about the cross? And she would have them explain to her what it meant that Jesus died for them. And, what, and so one of my little granddaughters, she, my daughter said, are you willing to, to confess your sin? And you know what sin is, and she said, "You mean when I push my little baby sister off the table, you know, off the bed?" <laughs> Mother said, "Yes, that's right." So she was confessing her little sin, and so they understood. A parent just needs to be alert to take the opportunity when it comes. What do you say to a child where a grandparent or a parent has died? Do you take them to an understanding of heaven? at that time, and that the one you love is there, waiting for us, is still alive? Well, for my little grandchildren, when my mother um, died, that would be their great-grandmother. Yes. Then that's the way we did it for them. And we knew my mother had gone to heaven. I think if there are children and they don't know the person who has died has gone to heaven, I think that's one of the things that we trust Jesus with. He's the judge. We're not. So we can just bring that person to him and the, and the child and tell him about heaven. And the, the point is that we believe we'll see our loved ones again if they put their faith in Jesus. But but for us, you know, never mind the loved one, but for me, you know, well, is heaven my home? And is, my, is it my home? Do I know that? Because I've put my faith in Jesus. So the emphasis in this little book is to give that child the assurance that heaven is that child's home, that they can look forward to heaven because it's been prepared for them. Mm. Before we leave the children, mm. I failed mm. to ask you about the story involving Dwight L. Moody. Uh-huh. Can you share that? <laughs> I loved it. That was a true story. It was told by this uh, little boy who had then grown up and told my mother. But he said when he was a boy living in London, he had heard that Dr. Moody was coming to preach and he wanted to go hear him. So he went across town and the doorkeeper grabbed him and spun him around and said, where do you think you're going? And the little boy said, well, I'm going inside the church. I want to hear Dr. Moody preach. And the man said, not you. And he looked at his un- combed hair and his unwashed face and his unshod feet. And he said, you're too dirty to go inside 
inside this church. And so the little boy thought, well, I'll find another way inside the church. So he, he went around the church, but the windows were too high to climb up and the doors were all locked. So he came back and sat on the front steps and he began to cry. He was so disappointed. And just then this distinguished looking man was walking up the steps and saw the little boy crying and he asked him why he was crying. So the little boy told him, they said, you know, I've come to hear Dr. Moody preach, but they say I'm too dirty to go inside the church. So the man looked at him and he just held out his hand and he said, then put your hand in mine. So the little boy did. And then they went, walked hand in hand up the steps, came to the door that had been closed. Now it's flung wide open. The man takes the little boy down the center aisle, puts him on the front row. Then the man gets up on the platform and stands in the pulpit to preach. And the man was Dr. D.L. Moody. So the wonderful, in fact, the um, impact it's had on my life because it just sets you free. The only way anybody gets into heaven Mm. is because they're holding the hand of Jesus. The only way that little boy got inside that church was because he was holding the hand of Dr. Moody. Mm. And the only way anybody gets into heaven, it doesn't matter, Dr. Dobson, you know, all your radio programs, your books, your ministry as fabulous as it's been, all my daddy's crusades, all the books, all the people he's led to faith, it doesn't matter. The only way we get into heaven is because we put our faith in Jesus. And when we put our hand of faith in his and we confess that we're a sinner, that he died for us and we claim him as our savior, invite him into our hearts, surrender our lives to him. He comes into our lives. We're born again into his family. He walks with us through the steps of life. And when we come to that door of eternity, it's flung wide open and we can walk right into heaven. We're as accepted as he is because we're holding the hand of the son. I I wonder about that man who turned the dirty little boy away. (laughs) Didn't he read about Jesus saying, suffer the little children to come unto me? That's what it's all about, unless you you come as a little child. Maybe a dirty one. (laughs) And, you know, in, in a sense, we're all... Dirty in our sin, aren't we? But yeah. you know, you don't have to clean up to come to Jesus. You just come as dirty as you are in your sin, and you put your faith in Him. He'll clean you up and um, mm-hmm. take you through life and bring you into heaven. Our time has gone, and I already yeah. said that we want to have you back because yeah. we want to talk about this from an adult mm-hmm. perspective. But I'm so pleased that this book Thank is you. out, and um, appreciate you being here Thank and you so what you're doing and your love for the Lord. Yeah. God be with you. You. Uh, you were waiting uh, for me. I was about 10, 15 minutes late today, and you were waiting for me. And I got pictures of Billy Graham so all over sweet. the waiting room down there. He would there. be so honored to know that. Thank God you. bless you, friend. You're listening to Family Talk, and that was part one of Dr. Dobson's conversation with Ann Graham Lotz, the daughter of the late evangelist, Billy Graham. They've been discussing Ann's children's book called Heaven, God's Promise for Me. This beautifully illustrated book is meant for your children and grandchildren and will provide them with assurance of where their loved ones go after they pass away if they've trusted Christ as their Savior and Lord. It will also empower boys and girls to understand the concept of repenting of their own sins and having a righteous relationship with Jesus Christ as well. Children can take an active step toward that bond by filling out the invitation in the back of the book as well, and they're also able to sign and date it right after hearing the story, and they can respond to their Heavenly Father's call to live with Him forever. That's about as good as it gets, isn't it? What a creative way to memorialize that precious moment when the doors of eternity are literally opened wide through Jesus Christ. Now, you can listen again to today's program. You can also learn more about Anne Graham Lotz or find a link to her children's book called Heaven, God's Promise for Me. You can do all that when you visit drjamesdobson.org forward slash family talk. That's drjamesdobson.org forward slash 
Family Talk. Now, if you have been a faithful listener of Dr. James Dobson over the years, you know that he has been on the radio for many, many decades. And in May of 2020, he marked the 10-year anniversary of the first Family Talk broadcast, which has now been on the air for 13 years. So if you've been blessed by Family Talk and want to enjoy how God has spoken to our listeners through the Dr. James Dobson Family Institute, then you will certainly appreciate a selection of 20 of the most beloved programs from over this first momentous decade of Family Talk broadcasts. Listen in as Dr. James Dobson sits down with amazing guests like Dennis Prager, Ann Graham Lotz, Eric Metaxas, and Dr. Tim Clinton. And this all-star audio collection is our gift to you as our way of thanking you for a gift of any amount in support of our ministry today. So to get your copy, simply visit our website at drjamesdobson.org. Select the Resources tab and then click on to Store. From there, simply search for the 10th Anniversary Broadcast Collection and make your request right there. Thanks for remembering that Family Talk is a listener-supported broadcast outreach, and we greatly appreciate your prayers and financial support. We also enjoy hearing from you as well. You can always send us your comments, questions, and prayer requests through the U.S. mail for your convenience. Our ministry mailing address is the Dr. James Dobson Family Institute, P.O. Box 39000, Colorado Springs, Colorado, zip code 80949. Once again, our ministry mailing address is the Dr. James Dobson Family Institute, or JDFI for short, P.O. Box 39000, Colorado Springs, Colorado, the zip code 80949. And remember to join us again for part two of Dr. Dobson's classic conversation with Ann Graham Lotz, explaining to kids what heaven will be like. I'm Roger Marsh, and thanks so much for making Family Talk a part of your day, the voice you trust for the family you love. This has been a presentation of the Dr. James Dobson Family Institute. Hello, everyone. Roger Marsh here for Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk. The news comes in all shapes, sizes, and formats these days, but how do you cut through all the noise and get to the heart of the matters that affect your family? Well, come to Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk and sign up for Dr. Dobson's monthly newsletter. You'll find clarity on tough issues, encouragement for daily life, and trusted principles to help you build strong, healthy, and connected families. Go to drjamesdobson.org and sign up today. That's drjamesdobson.org.